Super Talk Mississippi media production. Did you know Toyota Brookhaven has sold more new vehicles the last two years than any other dealership in southwest Mississippi? Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. I got some fun friends in the studio with me today, which always brings me joy. Joining me is Miss Jennifer Hopping. She's the executive director of the American Heart Association here in Mississippi. And I've got Miss Anae Scott. She's a senior English major at Tougaloo College, and she was a recent recipient of one of the Heart Association's newest grants. So welcome both. Thank you for having us. And congratulations, Anae. Thank you so much. And you're on Christmas break, so you can take a big sigh of relief that all of your exams are, yes. are finally over with. Okay, Jennifer, so this is just another layer to what the good things that the American Heart Association does. And when I think of them, I don't always think of grants. Yes. So, or Scholarships, scholarships, let's put it that way, not yes. grants. You do grants, but that's for other community things. Scholarships in terms of, of education. So talk with us a little bit about this program. Absolutely. So in 2015, this program was created by a physician in the southeast region, um, really looking at the fact that we need more diverse candidates coming out in science-related fields from college. And so as the American Heart Association always does, we decided we needed to do something about that. And so we created our HBCU, which if you don't know, stands for History historically black college and universities Mm -hmm. scholarship program. And so this is an opportunity for students to be a part of an amazing mentorship. And I'll let Anae tell you all about her mentor here locally. Um, But we have four scholars in Jackson, two um, annually, from two from Tougaloo and two from Jackson State. And so Anae is one of our Tougaloo scholars this year. Again, congratulations. But also, if I put my dietitian hat on, I'm just super excited to see other women want to go into the healthcare field. I think that's really cool. So what drew you, because first you had to be interested in health care before you could even apply for the scholarship. So what drew you to that, Anae? So for the past couple of years at Tougaloo College, I've been a Jackson Heart Study Scholar. And part of the Jackson Heart Study Scholar program, they train us on, on about public health needs in Mississippi and, you know, how to help Mississippi Mississippians. And so when I found out about the American Heart Association HBCU Scholars Program, I felt that I was in line with things that I've already done in the past. So I decided, you know what, let me apply to this and see if I can learn how to be even more of a help to my community. So you had to do a, some form of project and then have sort of a mentorship. So how does this particular scholarship work? Because it's not your traditional, here's right. a check for you to further no. education, which is nice because <laughs> you still have to keep up the education part. Sure. But this kind of had a little bit extra connected yeah. to it. So it's for one year. And so the students have to apply. It looks at their GPA and they have to submit a formal application, which has an essay. And then they have to have a recommendation from their school. 
And then during the, what I love about this program, as I said, it partners the students with a local mentor. And so Anae lucked out with one of our amazing mentors, Dr. Clifton Addison, and he has mentored this program every year since its creation for us locally. And so they get to walk along beside someone that's in a field that they're interested in and learn from that mentor. Uh, but they also get to work on a project throughout that year. And so Anae has been working on a project with him that I'll let her tell you a little yeah. bit more about. What you been doing, girl? <laughs> so for this project, I'm interested in looking at pregnancy and cardiovascular health, um, looking at hypertension a little bit. Um, and so with Dr. Addison, he's been a wonderful help because he's done projects like this in previous years. And so I'm able to look at how he's done projects and to figure out how I want to formulate my own. So in the grand scheme of things, are we looking at just the relationship to them, how to prevent, or just overall like data collection? I'm looking at the relationship. I'm looking at previous studies and looking at Mississippi data and seeing correlations right now. Um, hopefully, as I progress, I can be able to do something bigger with like actually collecting data. But for right now, I'm just looking at correlations. Hey, that's the first step. You got lots of years to do lots yes. of research, to do lots of things in that way. Just But first, just being interested in it or getting interested in it, I think is the first step and, and definitely sort of a, a, a good thing. You also got to take a trip in part of this. <laughs> so where did you just get back from? So I just got back from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Was um, it snowing? I asked her that too. <laughs> So it was cold. It was very cold, very windy. Um, but it was a really, really fun experience. We went to scientific sessions and we were able to meet lots of different people, lots of networking opportunities with um, people within the American Heart Association um, in different levels from communications to incoming presidents of the American Heart Association. So that was really exciting to be able to ask questions about how did they get to their point in their career and just having a deeper understanding of what it means to be of service to your community. Which I think is is the one big piece of this is finding those students that are obviously wanting to give back in a health way to their community because the American Heart Association, that's basically what you guys do on a daily basis is look for ways to improve the health of the community. Well, and, you know, one of the things that Nay has talked about before is that, you know, in Mississippi, you think about we have communities where we want physicians, we want public health experts to look like their community. And so that was one of the reasons for the HBCU Scholars Program is because we know in certain areas in the southeast people respond better to those talking to them and providing them information and education that look like them and can talk to them about their culture and their background and so Anae has has done some work in that area as well and I love that because our scholars so many of them have left and done research or gone on to grad school or med school and have come back to Mississippi which we know we desperately need that in, in all areas of health for Mississippi because as you know we've talked about many times our statistics are not the best. Um, And so I love the idea of this program providing additional education opportunities for students to then come back because they're all equally as bright as an A. They're wonderful, gifted students. I've had the privilege to meet over the years. And so it really is exciting for the future of our state. So now speaking of the future, what year are you at Tougaloo? I am a senior at Tougaloo. So yeah, just said that senior. (laughs) Sorry, I read that. That's my fault. So what's next for you? Next would be um, grad school, getting a master's in public health. I am applying currently. It's an exciting and nerve-wracking opportunity to just think about all the different things I can be doing for my future and then having to think of interviews and things like that. 
essays <laughs> essays and sort of all the fun things gosh you're just taking me back to to when you know during that specific time in college it goes by really i know it doesn't feel like it but one day you'll wake up you'll be 40 married with two kids and way past that <laughs> <laughs> and it will have all been worth it I, I i promise you that what's the big what's the end goal when you finally have your master's in public health and you're out there working in the community where do you see an a sort of uh well where does an a would like to be because you never know where you'll end up doors will open and you have no idea but if you could paint that picture right now i i think it's really important for like nonprofit work um so that you can really be of service to your community being within your community doing the workshops for um community where that's in the church or in other um forms of um, allowing community people to come in come in and just be open and comfortable with talking to healthcare professionals. I think that's some of the more important parts that Mississippi's missing. Sometimes we get so important, so concerned with you have to see your doctor, but somebody may not even feel comfortable just asking questions. And if you do it in a church or you do it in a community space where they can feel more comfortable, I think you can then open the door for someone willing to actually have conversations with their doctor. I totally agree with that. Just sort of meeting them where they're at, bringing the health care back into the communities in different ways. It doesn't have to be the sterile hospital sort of setting, clinic setting. There is absolutely a time and place for that, but we also first have to get them comfortable and sort of yeah. get everybody sort of into into the idea of going in to see their, their physician or healthcare provider for sure. Okay, Jennifer, I know there's people listening going, you know, this is great. If there's someone meets the bill and they would like to know more about these scholarships, because obviously you, do we do these every year? Every year. So thankfully we have funding. It doesn't come from Mississippi, unfortunately. So we have a national foundation that supports the scholars here in Mississippi, and we have scholars, as I mentioned, all over the southeast. So we are always welcome to more funding because we would love to add more students in the Jackson area. As we know, we have other HBCUs in the state of Mississippi Mm -hmm. that I'm sure have amazing students as well that they could add to this program. But for a student interested in being a part of it or or learning more about it, they can go to our website, heart.org. There's just type in HBCU scholars. There's a whole few pages on that. They can learn more. The application process, Anae, when did you apply? I don't even know. I applied in like May. Okay. Yep. And you were accepted that summer, and yes. then it started in the new school year. In the accepted school year. June, July, and then we started in August. Mm-hmm. So when do you graduate? I graduate in May of 2024. So. May of 2024. Well, girl, already congratulations. I'm sure you will get into whatever uh, higher education that you are sort of seeking. We hope, though, that like the other scholars, wherever your wings may take you, may they direct you back to Mississippi. Yes, of course. To plant your roots and be a public school service we would love to have you back uh, anytime congratulations girl thank you so much all right same to you jennifer thank you for your time thank you all right you guys stick with us though we got more for you coming up next Beat. 
positive and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. If you've downloaded the Supertalk app, we appreciate that. You can stream us live from there. You can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, and you can find us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. All right, Rhino, it is National Cupcake Day, as they tell us. So cupcakes, are you pro them? Are you against them? Or are you a cake guy or a pie guy? I mean, if I had my choice between cake and pie, I'm choosing pie, but oh. I'm not opposed to cupcakes. You're not opposed to cupcakes? No. Because so there's, a, there's a higher percentage, usually, mm-hmm. unless somebody's getting skimpy, there's a higher percentage of frosting or icing per cake bite with a cupcake than with a slice of cake. Do you want your cupcakes, or do you care if your cupcakes get fancy, or is it very just ingrained in your head that it goes back to like elementary school birthday parties and you just want the white cake with the like you just want it to taste like a birthday cupcake a school birthday cupcake or are you open to cupcakes tasting like mini cakes i know that sounds very convoluted but you know what i mean like there's either because i feel like as adults it's like you move something you feel like maybe i grew up Above your a cupcake, expands. or your groove above a cupcake because it feels very elementary because that's where you normally got them. You got introduced to them, and it's genius because you have all these little kiddos, and it's a birthday or whatever it may be. Why not give them a mini version of a big cake? You My favorite was it. always Halloween when they put the little spider ring in the icing. So when you finish the cupcake, you, you have had, a prize. You had a little prize, and it's cleanlier. It's easier to clean up. There's less waste. I totally understand that, but you feel like as you got older, you transition to bigger cakes and less cupcakes so you know but then it's like they came back and it's like cupcakes 2.0 in the last maybe 10 years or so and you have all of the you know frou-frou cupcakes that have popped up and you can make cakes out of cupcakes now and sort of the whole thing so what was old is sort of new again but there's still this like childlike i guess connection to cupcakes regardless of now right i would i I'm the kind of person, and if you've listened for any length of time, you probably know this. I'm usually against the more frou-frou things in life. I just don't see the need in them. Mm-hmm. That being said, when it comes to cupcakes, I have had to change my mind a little bit because I went to a wedding, and they had cupcakes as a part of all the festivities. They were red velvet cupcakes with orange liqueur cream icing. I got fancy. Quick. And wow, they were good. Uh, yeah. Like you felt bad because they're, I mean, it's a wedding party. They've planned this down to the tiniest minute details. They ran out of those cupcakes. Well, I'm sure they did. That's another thing. You don't just get a slice. Like you can go back for more. Someone said, if someone says they're opposed to cupcakes, they are lying. I'm a diabetic <laughs> and I can't think of a negative for a cupcake. No, I don't, I don't think there's a negative. I just think it's one of those, 
you may feel childish eating it. There is something that connects back to your childhood when you pick it up and pull back the wrapper. I think it comes back to the, the icing ratio. Yeah. You just have more icing, and kids tend to be the ones that like the icing, and adults tend to enjoy the cake, whereas... I guess I'm just a kid at heart because I like the icing way more than I like any cake I've ever had. So do you pull off? Do you pull the wrapper completely off, or are you a half wrapper and then sort of bite into it? Do you pull the cupcake apart in two pieces and then eat it that way? Or are you biting straight into it, or is it different every time you get pick up a cupcake? Uh, unless it is in the three day window where I don't have any facial hair in the year, I do the <laughs> sandwich method because I have a beard. It gets messy with a cupcake. You take the the cupcake usually has the bottom part and the, mm-hmm. the top part. And then you've got the icing sitting on top of the top part. Mm-hmm. You you grab over the icing, grab the bottom part, and rip it off. Then sit it down, take the bottom part, sit it on top of the icing, and make a cupcake sandwich. A sandwich. A sandwich. It's a lot less messy, but you get all the flavor of the cupcake, and you get cake and icing all in one bite every single time. So I don't know if it's specifically to cupcakes, but it's definitely to boxed cake mixes that then obviously can turn into cupcakes. That's I don't know if there's any actual like cupcake mixes on the on the shelf. They're all like cake mixes that also have a cupcake option because yeah. like they're the same dang thing at the end of the day. It's all cake. It's all cake. And I watched a really cool um, sort of I guess documentary or something about like foods that built America and all the things. So this was like huge whenever these became on the shelf, right? Like where you normally have to make them all from scratch, but you can definitely, you can actually take all the dry ingredients and then, you know, uh, create a cake more with, with more ease in a quicker amount of time. But they weren't selling because in the very beginning they had powdered milk. They had every, they had, they had the, you didn't have to do anything but like add water. I think. Right. And there's still those options, I think, oh, on yeah. the shelf. But homemakers, home cooks, particularly probably women, did at that time, because you're thinking back to like 50s, 60s, um, didn't like that because it felt too, too not, there wasn't, it wasn't personal enough. Yeah. But they realized through, I guess, research and all the trials and error that if they just backed off and the, you had the person had to put in the milk and the eggs and beat it, then they felt more ownership in the product that was being made. I guess it felt less like a cheat. I don't know. Uh, anyway, and then it skyrocketed, which is just the, the human sort of condition just amazes me. What what we get, you know, what heel we're going to die on versus, you know, what we're not. But women were like, no, that's not, that's not a true cake. That's not truly homemade. It felt odd if they didn't put the wet ingredients in themselves. And the weird part is, is, I mean, Home cooks at that time or homemakers didn't know that they weren't standing there going, no, I got to put the eggs in. It was more psychological of, again, taking ownership of I had something to do with it. Like, you know, it wasn't just completely out of a box. There's a reason the phrase it's shake and bake. And I helped. And I helped. Probably came popular because you still had like something to do with it. So if you ever wondered, you know, why is that those steps still in there when you have the ability to put in the dry milk, you have the ability to put in everything. And I think it's br- some maybe brownie mixes that still only require uh, just water. There's some that's still like that if you want to take it super simple. Oh, yeah. Or maybe it's pancake mixes. There's can, a lot of pancake, pancake mixes, mixes where it's just water. water. But, it, but it's because they can, you know, you have powdered milk. You have all, everything can be powderized. I mean, they've got them now where you literally have a jug with mm-hmm. a little pour spout and a lid. That you just fill the jug up to the line with water, put the lid on it, shake it up, and pour out your pancakes. 
uh, Jeff in Oxford or Pontiac says, I, it's probably hearsay, but he prefers Hostess chocolate cupcakes over, I guess, cupcakes. I mean, I can get behind that because with a Hostess cupcake or any of the, the, the prepackaged, uh, convenience cupcakes, not the ones you get at like the bakery at the Wally World, but like something you can go into a convenience store and grab two of them for a couple bucks. You get two different varieties of icing or cream filling or whatever, because you get the cream filling mm-hmm. and you get the icing. D. Jones says he got burned out on icing when he was a kid. His mom decorated huge wedding cakes. Frosting is gross. I totally get that. You probably absolutely probably went into diabetic ketosis a couple of times. Probably not really. You didn't go to the hospital. But from sitting there and eating too much and it left like that lasting. The one thing I can say about cupcakes versus cakes. So in the world of beautiful cakes, which I'm not knocking to Cake Goat and all the other true artists out there, you don't put fondant on cupcakes. So if you are a true cake icing enjoyer you do not have to get through all of the types of frosting or types of coatings with a cupcake traditionally you're just going to have cake whatever the cakey bottom is and then the icing on top and there's not like a whole lot of having you don't have to chew your icing i'm not a fondant fan so i think it's beautiful it can really add creativity to a cake and yes it's edible but no let's be honest nobody really likes just biting into fondant now here's the real question where does a petty four fall in all this because it's basically a frou-frou cupcake that's even more frou-frou it's a mini cake with icing usually you can only eat those if someone's getting married or having a baby. That's all I know. <laughs> when I got my Southern Ladies card, got my membership to it. It even comes Granny with a paper said, cup thing. You cannot. That's not true. They sell them every day. You can have them whenever you want to. But it feels like they're really expensive. They're really delicate and hard to make, make well. But I see what you're saying. You know, those who make pedophores are legit screaming at you, not the same thing, not the same thing, not the same thing. But, I mean, they are, but they're not. Like, And you're, there's still only two types of pedophore people in the world. One biters or two biters. You can't get more than, you can't get three bites out of a pedophore. You can get two or you can get one. That's it. And people are looking at you. The Jones added tea parties. Oh, and tea parties. Yes. Which is usually... Yes, tea parties, baby showers, wedding showers. Those are the three places you can get a pedophore. But stick with us. we got more for you up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Bagpipes are throwing me off. 
I give up, white flag. (laughs) (laughs) Waving the white flag on that one here on Good Things. Tanya? I don't know. I was thinking Journey to Bethlehem, but I know that's not it because I know that's not on the soundtrack. It's the boy and the heron. (gasps) Top the box office past weekend. Yes. And it just received a Critics' Choice uh, Best Animated Film nomination. Oh. So, there we go. So one yeah. to get out and sort of see. Remind us, family friendly. Yes, yes, it is. Okay. So, um, gosh, I, you know, I didn't realize it came in number one. That's amazing. It's the latest Geely movie, and Studio Geely and the director Miyazaki. Even when they put out bad movies, they're still visually stunning. Yes. Ninety nine percent of the time, family friendly, and even if the adults don't care for the story, kids usually tend to like them. There you go. Well, it was a beautiful song. Yeah. Until he started speaking, and I couldn't understand. <laughs> I got to go to an exhibit of his at the Academy Museum um, a few, couple of years ago, and it was incredible to see. They had all of these giant screens set up, and every one of his films were were on rotation, you know. So it was really cool to see. Very, very talented. Pretty cool. All right. What's this week? Well, this week we've only got one big new release, um, and it's a great one. So it deserves to be alone. It's Wonka. And this is not a remake. It is a prequel to um, the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory that we saw many years ago. Um, This, I think, is actually supposed to be more of a sequel to the the remake, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. but honestly, I have never been a huge Willy Wonka fan. The first one kind of scared me, I think, when they I was younger. Are a little intimidating. Yeah. And little not being a pun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I just never got on board with it because it, I guess I was just scared of it. And then when Johnny Depp took his turn, I did watch it once, but... um it's just never been my favorite, John, uh, my favorite subject, you know. Um, but this one has changed the game for me. It makes me want to go back and rewatch the other two. Uh, but this one stars Timothy Chalamet, who, um, I think in real, in real life, he's like about 30, late 20s, something like that. But in this movie, he just takes on the persona of just a, an, an innocence and um, kind of a childlike quality that kind of lends itself to the Willy Wonka character and really sets it up for, you know, where you see his future going. But we meet Willy, and he um, is been training on how to make chocolate, and he is ready to open his first store, and when he gets ready to do that, unfortunately, the place where he has settled down has other chocolatiers. And there's a chocolate mafia that are determined. It's three men. They're determined Willy Wonka is not going to get in this game. And so they do all kinds of stuff uh, to break his spirit, get him, you know, to stop him from making chocolate because they quickly realize that his product is far superior. Um, but this movie, it um, also got a nomination for costume design. It's just really bright, beautiful. Um, Timothy just got a Golden Globe nomination for Best Actor. 
there's some of the familiar songs that we know mm-hmm. from the original, um, but there's a, a couple of new ones. Um, all I thought were very good and um, fun to listen to. The cast as a whole, some big names, Olivia Coleman's in it, um, Keegan-Michael Key, uh, and, it, you know, just a, a great ensemble that they've put together. And there's a new young actress um, who is in it, and um, she kind of steals the show for me. She's sort of the heart of the movie. And um, anyway, I just can't say enough good about it. I, I think it's it's Certainly for the family. I was going to say, at what age could you, would you get it? Because, I mean, EJ, they still are scary. They still look a little. No, to me, it's not scary at all. Okay. Um, and then and this one, I also need to say the Oompa Loompas used to freak me out a little bit because of the colors. And in this one, there's only one. And you kind of find one out. One Oompa Loompa in the whole thing? Just one. Well, they realized that was a party yeah. foul in the last one. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> And it's, he's played by Hugh Grant. Um, and it's, he does a great job. It's a really, really cute little character. Um, and it sets the stage for the Oompa Loompas we see in the future. Got it. Oh, they, yeah. Okay. Cause this is a prequel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just a whole lot of fun. Um, the young actress is Kayla Lane. She plays, you know, an orphan that Willie befriends. And he's determined, he's such a selfless, sweet person, he's determined that he is going to make her life better. And the way he's going to do it is through his chocolate. Amen. Most girls would agree. (laughs) (laughs) My life better with chocolate. (laughs) But yeah, so it's great. I also did go and see Renaissance, the Beyonce concert film. By yourself? Did you end up with There were a few other people in there, but... um, it didn't get crazy. Everybody just sat and watched it. But, um, you know, this one, very much like Taylor Swift, starts off when, you know, they sing their first song. They stand there just overwhelmed by the love the audience is giving them. They cry a little bit. They grab their hearts, you know. And then it takes a different turn for Beyonce. Hers is has a lot of behind the scenes stuff which was my favorite part um now i will qualify this by saying i am a beyonce up to lemonade i don't know if you remember that mm-hmm. record that came out um before she had children right Ish. well I I, she had one i believe but um anyway her music from that point to today is there are a few songs i like but for the most part it's not my favorite i like her older stuff and she only sang a couple of older songs. So the actual concert part, the production was incredible, but the music's just not my favorite. So it is rated R for a reason as well. So do not take your little girls to see this one like you might Taylor Swift. Now, when you said behind, I wasn't thinking behind the scenes. Yeah. I was like, you're going to see a lot of behind, but it's not behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're going to see both. Yeah. And, um but, yeah, it's definitely good. I'm glad I had this opportunity to see it and not have to pay a $1,000, you know, Mm-mm. to go see it with everybody. I mean, with those people that she's so overwhelmed how much they love her. And I'm thinking, of course they do. They they probably sold an organ to be here. But True story. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, so next week's going to be a big week. Oh, Wednesday, cool. Aquaman is coming oh, out. It's leading up to Christmas weekend. Yeah. And then um, Christmas Day, we have Migration, which is a new animated movie. Uh, we've got The Iron Claw, which is a movie about wrestling. Uh, we've got The Color Purple and The Boys in the Boat. I, won't so, I want to see that one. Yeah. And so I have gotten to see The Color Purple, and it is fantastic. Um, it's another musical. So here we go again. You know, you have the well, of course, it starts with the book, but then you have the original movie that Whoopi Goldberg was in and Oprah. Um, and then from that, they adopted a stage musical. And now here we have another movie based on the stage musical. So it's um, got lots of music. Fantasia plays the main character. She's fantastic. Whoopi actually has a little bit of a cameo in it, which I thought was kind of fun. But it's excellent. Very well done. Um, and it received many nominations this week, Golden Globes and Critics' Choice. So... Uh, we'll be hearing a lot about the color purple. What other one will you see over the next couple of days? Um, I'm definitely going to go see Aquaman. Um, I have not had a chance to see that one yet. And, you know, those aren't the best of all the but he takes DCs. Shirt <laughs> well, they're usually pretty funny. To me, he's kind of the <laughs> Thor of the yeah. DC world as far as the humor. Yeah. Maybe and takes yeah. his shirt off. <laughs> Um, But the Critics' Choice Awards are going to be January the 14th. And up for Best Picture is American Fiction, Barbie. Barbie actually got the most nominations of any film this year. Broke the record, 18 nominations. The Color Purple, The Holdovers, which is a movie about kids that have to stay at their boarding school during the holidays. Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and Saltburn. So quite a long list there. Quite a long list, but lots to get out and see. Not if, if not this weekend, not a real long list, but you definitely have some coming up as you look to your holiday weekend. Was it Boys in the Boat? Is that the name of it? Yes, That's it'll be out on Christmas Day. It looks incredible. Yeah, I may I may have to make a, make effort to go see that one. But all right, as always, thank you for your time, Tanya. But you guys stick with us. we got more for you up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm or also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Don't forget our Supertalk Mississippi news team. They're covering your Mississippi stories. If you want to stay up to date, just sign up for the free weekly newsletter over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. Rhino, would you go see a movie by yourself? Oh, yeah. Have you seen movies by yourself? Several times. 
Um, do you enjoy seeing movies by yourself? It depends. I mean, if it's a uh, a movie that I know my friends would enjoy, I would I would much rather go see it with them so we can enjoy it together. But if it's just some random niche thing that I don't think anybody would really enjoy the movie, they would just enjoy my company. Why would I drag you along to something you don't want to go to? For years, that was kind of like my little tradition because um, our family's a little smaller. I'm my parents only, and my brother's older has his family, all things. So on Christmas Eve in college, you know, all my friends, they either went back home or, you know, they weren't from here or whatever it may be. And it was kind of like this, not like dead space, but it was kind of like a dead space. And so I just started going to movies on Christmas Eve by myself and uh, enjoyed that, was watching all, all the Lord of the Rings and then the Hobbit sort of came through. And then when I met my husband and he started coming to Christmases, um, and then he we sort of picked that up. And I was just sharing with Tanya that we sort of dropped off that once kids came into the picture because you now have something else to sort of do and take up your time on Christmas Eve. Um, but it was a fun tradition. It was kind of because they're, you know, there's it, they're not busy. But they're busier than you would think, but they're not yeah. super crowded. And there's just a different feel to the movie theater when it's kind of like a holiday like that. You, you know that you're all there. Not because you don't have anything else better to do. That's not it. There's, I don't know. It's just a different experience to to like wrap that into your holiday. And Tanya was sharing a lot of folks, and maybe you and your family do this as too, is like go to movies on Christmas Day because if you've got a lot to um, organize or you're you've got people in your family and you're trying to do Christmas at all different times throughout December, you may come where Christmas Day is a little bit more relaxed, laid back and quiet for you and your family or just you and your spouse or you and just you and your kids. And so instead of sitting around doing nothing, you choose to load up and go see a movie that afternoon and grab a bite to eat or whatever it may be. And it can be a cool, like added tradition. I think it's neat that they cater to that, too, with not good movies coming out during kind of treating it like um, any other blockbuster holiday weekend. I mean, I do feel kind of bad for the people having to work at the theater, but. Oh, yeah. There's all pros and cons to everything. Thank you for working at the movie theater. If that is you this upcoming. <laughs> I mean, there's <laughs> you're going to have a a much smaller than usual crowd yeah. or crew pretty much anywhere you go on Christmas Day. I mean, whether yeah. it be the movie theater, they're they're not working with a full crew, mm-hmm. but you also have people usually giving them a little bit more grace, like mm-hmm. at the concession stand line or the box office. Same thing goes with if you've got a a drugstore that's open on Christmas Day or you've got a convenience store that's open on Christmas Day. Somebody's got to work there. Somebody's got to man the till. Mm-hmm. Same with healthcare workers in our military. You guys oh, yeah. and first responders don't get you don't get holidays off. You rotate those through and hopefully there's a good system where if you get one you do the other. So for all those that do have to show up to work those days, um, you know, kudos and thank you for for that. But and on the ceasefire text line, David chimes in double time pay. I guess that does help. It, that does help. So maybe you choose it. Maybe those that are there taking your tickets, doing it with a smile because they chose to be there for the double time um, pay. Which, but again, if you haven't ever done that, as uh, think of it as a new tradition, if you're sitting here going, huh. You know what? This year, you know, the kids are going off there for Christmas Day or whatever it may be. We may have it a little bit quieter. Don't start taking down the Christmas decorations yet. Yeah, whole another week to leave them bad boys up. Get out and sort of see, um, sort of see a movie. I want to see the boys in the boat and Aquaman. They're both water related. Does that is that fair? Can I put? Can I see a matinee? 
<laughs> which one about which one would I see first? I don't I'm know. I'm just looking at a list of movies that released on Christmas Day and there's some good ones like Robert Downey Jr.'s first Sherlock Holmes movie ah. came out on Christmas Day. Clive Owen and Children of Men came out on Christmas Day. Little Women in twenty nineteen. Ah. Yeah. So some good ones. Hidden Figures, another great movie, came out on Christmas Day. Came out on Christmas Day. So I guess the Lord of the Rings one, they came out around Christmas. Cause yeah, they Christmas were usually Eve. released a couple weeks before Christmas, but they, they got that big hype. Because you do have some families and some people that Christmas Day movies are their tradition, whereas other families, if you got folks coming in and say, like for this year, Christmas falls on a... Monday this year? It is a Monday this yeah, year. Yeah, so if you got a Christmas on a Monday and your family, you got most of the families coming in on Saturday, but you got a couple folks coming in on Friday, let's go to the movies on a Friday. So you, you do have a little bit more business leading up to Christmas Day as well. Well, there you go. You got lots of options. Whatever you do, thank you for putting good things in it throughout your holidays. But stick with us. You got more coming up next with the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. Nope, Monday at 2. Not tomorrow. We won't be here. You can come back. We'd love to have you. But we will see you Monday at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.